Hey guys, how you doing? I've got the wonderful Fiona Stewart here from, well, from so many things. I know, really. that's part of my problem. Yeah, so in fact, it'd be <laughs> easier for you to tell everybody, mm-hmm. tell us what, mm-hmm. what is your titles at the minute? Yeah, okay, well, so the main thing I do is Foolproof Creative Arts. Mm. So that's a Christian creative arts charity. We've existed for about 10 years. Yep. Probably a bit over 10 years, actually. We, we kind of sli- picked a slightly arbitrary date in September and said we're going to celebrate 10 years just because we'd we kind of bumbled on. Yeah. So I'm the creative director of that, which basically means jack of all trades. So run the run the charity yeah. with with help from some fantastic people. Um, I write, I perform, I work with interns and kind of yeah. help performers, and and provide resources for church mm. really. So that's that's a bit of what I do. Uh, I also have a freelance career working. I do some stuff with the BBC. So I do yeah. thought that I've kind of cornered the market in. Religious soundbite. Religious soundbite. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad we've got you here. <laughs> you can tell us where we're going wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do thought for the day. I do pause for thought on Radio Two. I do uh, the Daily Service sometimes on Radio Four, and something else. But thought prayer for the day. Prayer for the day on Radio Four, which yeah. is a really funny little five in the morning slot. Yeah. We were actually we were meeting with Paul Cowley the other ah, okay, week. Yeah, doing a yeah. podcast with him because he does a lot of stuff for Radio I think that's Four right. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Radio Scotland's my main my main thing that I do, but I, yeah, occasionally do bits of Radio Four yeah. stuff as well. So yeah, do that freelance, and I am also currently working with Bible Society, Scottish oh, Bible Society. Hello. On Shout out to Elaine. Elaine will be here soon. Exciting yeah. project. Yeah. Well, she probably will tell you a bit about it. It's called Bible Twenty Twenty. Cool. Global project to get people reading scripture out loud. Um, as part of that, there'll be an app, and on the app you can record yourself, do little selfie videos. Ah, that will go onto a wall. You'll sweet. see. Oh, it's amazing! You'll see people all across the world reading the same passages of scripture out mm. loud. There's real power in that. And what I'm doing with that is working on resources for primarily use in Scotland, but potentially yeah. English-speaking world. That's yeah. amazing. That's nuts. Yeah. It? And then what do you do on Thursday? Yeah, on Thursday. Oh, actually, I do do <laughs> yeah. something on Thursday. I've yeah. got another job. I forgot that. So, yeah, I also have a missional community in Deniston. So, yeah. so that, um, yeah, I'm part of a church in Glasgow, Adelaide uh-huh. Place. Uh, I came to Glasgow four years ago, sent by Central, which is a church yeah. in Edinburgh. And I was really sent to, to plant something called uh, Centre of Mission, helping people sure. think about mission. And as part of that, I, I lead a missional community in the east end of Glasgow called Deniston. Why? Uh, I there's a big story. I mean, there's there's probably a podcast worth of story about yeah. the, the journey of that. Because when I arrived in the East End in Deniston, I knew utterly clearly God had called me to do that. Uh-huh. And there was confirmation from the church, this, the sending church there, uh, partnership with Adelaide Place. So you know, there's a real kind of sense that this mm. is where God would have me be. But I I rocked up on my own. How do you start a community on your yeah. own? <laughs> and how do you move from the east to the west coast? Uh, well, that's a big story. Yeah, so f- I've got family connections in the west, oh, okay. which I think adds to my chattiness. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So my parents are both from, from the west. Um, they, but I grew up in Edinburgh, so they moved uh-huh. to Edinburgh when uh, they got married. Uh, grew up there, studied there. Worked through here for about 10 years. So okay. I worked uh, in various youth projects. So I worked mm. with Scripture Union mm-hmm. and with an associate SU trust in Campus Lang. Cool. Did that for 10 years. And then uh, round about when I turned 30, actually, I had a bit of a kind of, I don't know if this is what I feel I should be sure. doing with the rest of my life. Yeah. So at that point, I went off to drama school. Right. Went down south, um, studied drama for a year, which was a total transition. Uh-huh. From having worked from a Christian organisation, you know, doing loads of drama stuff in schools and, mm. and youth and all the rest of it, but suddenly I thought I need to, I need to get some training, some expertise. Yeah, yeah. And I felt a real call to it, so went off to London, did that for a bit, uh, came out of drama school, got an agent, was all set for my starry career. Yeah, yeah. 
Didn't get a lot of additions. Okay. Was doing a lot of folding of jeans in Gap, if I'm honest. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Stephen Fry tells this great story about being in Hollywood and he was with an agent and he clicked his fingers and instead of saying waiter, said actor, because there was more likely to like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. so true, so true. So did that and then and then I actually, uh, God moved me to Southampton, so I kept moving further and further south. Moved to Southampton and worked with a, an organisation called the Damaris Trust. Oh, okay, who cool. Who don't exist in the same format anymore, but... Um, so Damaris basically produced resources for schools, youth, churches, mm. looking at films, music, popular right. culture, and helping people connect that to the gospel. So I did that for a couple of years, but then had, a, again, a very strong call to come mm. back home and do something with the drama stuff yeah. uh, in Scotland. And the thing is, Des, when you live in, see when you live in Southampton, the South yeah. Coast, people just talk about Scotland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you start to buy into that, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'll just go back to Scotland, and it'll vaguely be Edinburgh, Glasgow. Yeah. I don't know what I thought. That I was going to live yeah. in Heart Hill or something. But <laughs> yeah, just, just pick a line <laughs> yeah, in between. Yeah. But I kind of had forgotten how different the two cultures were. Yeah. So I landed, landed up back in Edinburgh about 10 years ago, because uh, that's where my folks were, mm. and then moved back west again four yeah. years ago. Because it is fascinating, actually, because I'm from the northeast. I'm from, well... I was born in Aberdeen, mm -hmm. you know, lived in Speyside for most mm -hmm. of my life, moved down to Glasgow about 15 or 16 years ago. Um, and there is, there's just, like, Scotland's so diverse. Definitely. You know, and actually, I think, you know, when you're talking about trying to create, you know, resources for the nation and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, you know, literally things that work here in the Central Belt might not work in Shetland. Yeah. They might not work yeah. in Aberdeenshire and vice versa, absolutely. do you know? Absolutely. And actually, the Edinburgh-Glasgow thing is so huge. Uh, uh, absolutely. I mean, that was one of my things about coming coming through to Glasgow to plant and dentist. And so, I, for me, it was very, very clear what God wanted mm. me to do. And, and I love that part of the city. Because I'd lived through here before, you know, I had a real sense of, of the kind of community there. It's a yeah. very mixed community, quite creative, quite artsy. Mm. They always say it's up and coming. It's quite hipster. Yeah. It's got a cactus shop and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so that's in, what you need. Yeah. No, it's not <laughs> got a cactus. Actually, I think it's, it's stopped. It's <laughs> yeah. closed. I need to stop saying that about a cactus Once they open a cereal bar, you know <laughs> there it's is really... One. Oh, well, Glasgow's only only cereal bars at the end of my road. So you know, so I had a clear idea of, of you know the kind of community it was, but it was very interesting trying to tell people in Edinburgh or trying to I guess mm -hmm. persuade people. Maybe that's where I went wrong. Yeah. Trying to persuade people to move with me. Yeah. Um, people were not up for making that that transition mm. in Glasgow, and it's the same the other way around. I think yeah. Glaswegians find it hard to connect yeah. with an Edinburgh culture, and, which is different. Uh, yeah, I do wonder. Like, I love anthropology, and. Uh, but yeah, no, like I, I always find it fascinating that actually in Scotland we're still really shaped by I think we're really shaped by our clan mentality. Yes. You know, and there is this like, you know, there's this fierce kind of you're a Glaswegian, you yes. know, or you're from Edinburgh or you're from Aberdeen. But then there's this thing of that's fine until it's a Scotland issue yes. and then we're all joined together yes. do you know it's like, I know because we define ourselves by what we're against don't we yeah. I, I feel really uncomfortable with that sometimes about how we as Scotland feel towards England mm. I mean it's it's a, such an old rivalry isn't yeah. it but I, again I think having lived down in the in the south east I was mm. really struck by uh -huh. by how parochial we can become yeah. and, we're, we, and, and instead of having this kind of freedom of yeah we are Scottish and, and who are we yeah. in that we kind of define ourselves by who we're not because mm. we, we don't want to be like like the other yeah. which very anti 
yeah. Christian, it, isn't it? It's very anti yeah. what Jesus is about. But then at the same time, you know, so open, like Nelson Mandela Place in Glasgow, you know, open to issues that surround mm-hmm. the world and like, you know, trying to make a statement, you know, like, so if you don't know about Nelson Mandela Place in Glasgow, you should look it up. It's an interesting story. Yeah. Um, but the South African consulate used to be there and it was to stand up against apartheid. They yeah. renamed it, you know. And make a real statement about it. Yeah. I know, when you think about it, I was thinking recently about Glasgow University. So they mm. have opened this fund... Um, to work with students from Jamaica, I think it's from Jamaica, is it? Okay. I think it's the Caribbean somewhere, and it's it's a kind of redressing of the slavery yeah, issue. Okay. And Glasgow's part in that because that's yeah. something we don't talk about an awful lot. Absolutely. We're qu- again, we're quite quick to put that onto that was the British Empire. Yeah. Actually, but we Glasgow were the, played a huge part in that. Well, absolutely, Kingston Bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. Jamaica Street. Yeah, all the ships that were built mm-hmm. here that, you know, did horrible things to other people. Yeah, do you know exactly. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're not here to do a history lesson. So interesting. Um, yeah, fascinating. Uh, maybe another podcast sometime. Yes. You know. Oh, and I've also got a podcast. That's the other oh, thing. Oh, yeah, I do. you do do a podcast. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah, launched a podcast with my friend Fiona Hollow. She yeah. works for Just Love, and I work for Foolproof, and we've called it Hollow and Substantial. Yeah, it's very good, actually. Well, we're making it here, so we're loving that. Well, yeah, you know, I was trying to get a wee <laughs> plug for that, but yeah, it's good. Um, we're talking about leadership, Fiona. That's really why we're here today, apart from the fact that it's just awesome to hang out. Um, and like so, you've you've done a lot. Uh-huh. You do a lot uh-huh. in various different ways. Uh-huh. What do you think are the, or what do you? Where do you think your leadership journey really began? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I think it probably began before I was Christian. Mm-hmm. So I think I've always, I've always had those kind of leadership leanings or mm. kind of urgings. I guess so. I can remember, I can remember. It's a stupid story, but I can remember at primary school. Um, with this teacher in P7 that nobody got on with. And she was quite mean to one or two boys in my class. I remember going mm. to the head teacher to, to stick up for these boys that mm. I felt had been, had been bullied. Um, I won't mention any names. Uh, and uh, but, So I look back to that and I think, well, that's quite interesting, isn't it? There was something going on there in, mm. in, in who God had made me in, the, in my yeah. character that made me want to stand up, want to speak out, want yeah. to, to kind of take a lead. So I guess it, it began there. Um, I, and probably tracked through school. So I was your classic um, school captain, all that kind of sure. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think for me at that point, so I became a Christian when I was um, sort of around about 16, 17. Don't have a definite mm. conversion point, but it was it was around about that stage. But I think up to that point, I was I was really quite ambitious. I'm mm. still ambitious. Yeah. I'm ambitious for the gospel and I'm ambitious for what God's yeah. calling me to do. But it was very much a selfish ambition. Uh-huh. Um, so I was quite driven. Uh, uh, to succeed. So I guess I guess there was something about when that that time came. Um, to really commit fully to Jesus. Mm. And and some of that, actually, a really significant thing for me was, um, you know that chapter in Mere Christianity, when yeah. C.S. Lewis talks about pride? Yeah, I, fact, I, was I just reading, bought a new copy I, of it. I love, I love it. that book. And in fact, yeah. I need to go back and reread it again, I think, actually. But it, I remember reaching that chapter, and I'd just been kind of like, la, 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 mm. reading my way through this, this is all lovely. Mm. And it just hit me like a like a ton of bricks. Wow, this is the really big sin. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, talk about defining yourself by the others. Ah. I was like, yeah, I'm quite good, really. Yeah. <laughs> Came to that chapter and suddenly it was like, wow, this is this is all about me. Yeah. My life is all about me and I need to do something about that. So, yeah, I guess the leadership thing, what I love is when God takes those, he set those things in you, hasn't mm. he? And then he redeems you, but he also redeems those aspects yeah. of your yeah. character and your personality. So I... I um, yeah, I guess through my twenties, did a, did a lot of youth stuff. Again, I, I, I'm the kind of I do. I think I think there's something about leadership gifting. You find yourself leading. Mm. So I, I quite often don't really want to lead, mm. <laughs> but I find myself leading. Yeah. And even if it, I don't have um, the position of leadership, I find myself 
leading uh-huh. people. Um, so yeah, through my twenties, did quite a lot of kind of pioneering stuff. So I would say mm. I'm quite pioneering in my leadership style. Mm. I think there's some interesting questions about females in leadership. Sure. Uh, I think for me, there's. I was thinking about this on the way up the road here. I, I, I think there's something about the the constant challenge, isn't it, to, to servant leadership? Yeah. yeah. It's not about position and prestige and having your name on a door or. Yeah, and and that's one of the things that I find really interesting, like especially with. With leadership in general, mm-hmm. and you know, I think you touched on it there, like you know. Where do we stand with women in leadership? Mm-hmm. Where do we stand with positions? Like how do how do how do titles even work? Mm-hmm. You know, um, we can be quite self-defacing in our leadership. Oh, you know, but but I think there is a there's a real question about how how do we serve as leaders? Yeah, because there's undoubtedly yeah. things that we do that we wouldn't want to do. Yes, you know, yeah. like because. There's just it's just the run of the mill stuff, you know, sending emails, doing all that stuff. Like uh-huh. it's just the practicalities of life. Uh-huh. But how much of it do we see as a servant thing, yeah. and how much do we see as a, you know, like? Do, do you know what and, I mean? I'm do, not explaining I, it no, well. No, no, I do, I do, and I think it, there's something about authority, isn't mm. there? I've thought about this a lot in the last few years. There's something about. You know, because I think we in, in human terms we think of authority as quite a rigid thing and a structural hierarchical Absolutely, thing. Yeah. But I think when you look at Jesus' authority, it's utterly rooted into his identity. Mm. So he knows who he is, he knows where he's come where he's come from, so he gets down on his knees and he and he washes yeah. the feet. And I think I think we find that hard uh-huh. because we get trapped into quite a worldly way of thinking about yeah. position and, and, and I have to have the right authority to be able to to act. Yeah. But then I think it works Oh, I'm going to get a rambling now, but I think it works the other way as well. So it's, sometimes I find it quite interesting when, when you maybe don't have position in leadership, or I guess if you are being quite humble about it, or or I'm quite I'm quite funny. Let's yeah. be honest, you, I, you are. Know, I'm yeah, funny, yeah, yeah. and so sometimes the humour undercuts. Yeah, I'm not a traditional model of a of a leader, uh-huh. so I will be quite funny, or I'll be quite specific with people, and so sometimes I find that quite difficult when people don't na- naturally recognise you have authority. Yeah, because I know I carry it. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think there is just there's how do you, it's it's known when to when to do the right thing. I, someone once talked to me about when you're in leadership, you carry a can of petrol and a can of water, well, and good. sometimes the right things yeah. to throw some petrol on, sometimes the right thing to throw some water. That's but good. I think we need to do that to ourselves sometimes because actually there are times where we just need to do stuff. We just mm-hmm. need to yeah, make a commitment and say, mm-hmm. let's get this done. This uh-huh. is how we're moving things forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I actually remember we were. I don't know if you remember this. It was a few years ago. We were doing some stuff in Heinlein Secondary. Yeah, when I first met you. Yeah, yeah of you course. You lived in Ayrshire at that point. Yes, I did. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, so I'd done stuff in Heinlein before, and mm-hmm. you were there, and we were all doing different things. Mm. But actually, there were some really key people in that room, mm-hmm. and there was just something about actually the people here carry authority. Yes. And actually, the young people really responded to yeah. that as well. Yeah. Um, but there was a camaraderie within it. That's right. You know, because I think Pete Crockett was there. That's right. Um, That's right. You were there. Fiona was there. I Catherine think, yeah, was, was there. Yeah, Naomi Sturrett there, maybe. Naomi Sturrett was, was there, there yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So there were some really, like, you know, like good people uh-huh. around that like Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Cuz and cuz there's an interesting conversation about collaboration and leadership uh-huh. as well cuz I, mean, I don't know about you, but I do a lot of work on my own and it's fine and in some ways you can get on with it and you yeah. know. So with foolproof, I just get on and I do what yeah, yeah. I need to do and and sometimes it's frustrating cuz I'm doing all the things. So it feels glamorous, but oh. I'm actually tidying the costumes and that kind of thing. Yeah. But <laughs> but but so the, yeah, exactly. I know, like, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> shopping at the, the joke shop. That's what I really like. Um, 
but yeah, but I think when I work in collaboration with people, so the likes of that Highland Highland mm. Day, for example, I love that because uh-huh. you you all get to place your strengths and yeah, and and there's just something about doing you know it's very Gen Z, but I think mm. you know. I work in youth work, you work with a lot of young people mm-hmm. as well. Like There is something about that Gen Z mentality of co-collaboration yep. and actually let's do it together. And that's something I think, like I actually think you thrive on and I think you really set a standard in, mm. in the way that you do that with people because... I think with foolproof, um, you know, with with everything you do, missional mm-hmm. communities, all that, like you're always looking outside to to see where you can bring people in and work yeah. together in partnership. I and think that's really true, and actually how you can bring people on. That mm. that's I think now I'm in my forties. That's the thing I think about the most. Yeah. I would never have said next. you were in your forties. I love you. Yeah, I'll take the fiver. <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but yeah. there is something about the, that, right? The, and it's a, and it's not just about legacy. It's it's about actually seeing the golden people and calling it out. And yeah. and some of it, to be honest, is a wee reaction against. Well, actually, the, you know, the, I've had great people who've invested in me mm. over the years, but sometimes I've had to go looking for it. Yeah. And I think particularly within the arts and media, it's yeah. quite hard to find older Christian women still working in the area who've not, yeah. you know, had enough and given up. Yeah. Um. So so I I feel some level of responsibility to say, well, actually, uh-huh. who are the people? who I can kind of give opportunities to invite yeah. into things. Yeah, and, and actually a lot of what we've been chatting about in the podcast, we've mm-hmm. been recording them, is this idea of how do we how do we hand stuff off and where are we taking stuff from? You know, it's yeah. the it's the push and the pull up. Yeah, you know, um, how do we, who are we learning from? Yeah. And who are we passing that on to? Yeah. Do you know? And I think that's where, because we were just talking before we started about mm. your, your thing about bringing the water, raising mm. the water level that brings all the boats up. Yeah. There's there's something about that as well, isn't there? Mm. So it is bringing on the people coming behind, but it's also saying, how do we actually raise up each other's ministries and really yeah. encourage each other and be quite open-handed? Uh-huh. And yeah. that's, that is quite radical. Because mm. yeah. co-collaboration is not a thing, I think, that the church has been marked by. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> in our generation, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah, and I think the church has been marked by division uh-huh. um, a lot of the time and, and separation you know we're much quicker to say what we disagree yeah. with and what we agree yeah. with you yeah. know um, and actually like you know we shout out to the, the forge guys and stuff but yeah. you know they do this community of practice thing which mm-hmm. I get to come to sometimes yeah. and I, I love the fact there's loads of pioneering leaders yeah. loads of people doing things on the margin working in different ways mm-hmm. but we come together and share each other's stories and yeah. learn from one another and and I I think actually we need to be telling more of those stories. Uh-huh. That's right. That's you know? right. And and I think e- seeing the equal value of those of those stories and the and the mainstream, mm. you know, existing church model stories as well. Yeah. Because I think either way, that's the problem, isn't it? Again, it's it's, it's division. We've mm. talked about this consistently, haven't we? Is that that we start saying, oh, well, you know, I'm a pioneer, so therefore, nobody ever understands me. Yeah. Well, I say, no, I'm a pioneer, and if I could be valued by yeah. other people, I value what they're doing. Mm. We all raise each other up, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and actually, there is just something about if we do things in unity together, mm-hmm. you know. And and mm-hmm. I do. I genuinely. I think you do it really well. Like Thank you. you know, I'm really encouraged by, like, whenever I hear stuff. And actually, you're one of the people that like when we know that we're going to be getting to do stuff because we've done a few things. Yeah, uh, yeah. Highland and yeah, Project and then, Ten Eight and Eight Ten or whatever. The, 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 yeah, see, we're getting to so we can't remember the yeah, yeah, some, I, some name. Yeah, so loads Purple of things. Plus. Purple, 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 Purple Plus. Yeah, and there's acronyms and yeah. and all that. But um, <laughs> but actually. That's a good like, name for an event. Acronym. acronym. <laughs> I'm going to start that. We might sell. We, the guys that are doing magnitude are meeting next to. We could go in next door and maybe drop that as next year's name. Do, you know? Let's make a fake logo. Let's do yeah, the whole thing. Mate, let's go back. <gasps> it could be like, um, did you see that Netflix documentary? Uh, it's horrendous. It's absolutely horrendous. The um, fire festival thing. 
Oh yes, but it didn't really yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. could do that with acronym. We could totally do that. Yeah, keep uh, book in for acronym now. Acronym <laughs> festival. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So when you're talking about um, bringing people along, because yeah. I I think that's something that like I'm passionate about. You know, I want to see how do how do we equip mm. the people around us to take them up and and all the rest of it. How do you go about that? Do you have like a, a mantra? Is there experiences you've had that have shaped that for you? It's a good question. I don't think I've got a pattern necessarily. Mm. I think I'm intuitively quite good at identifying gifts in people. Mm. Uh, in fact, I've got a friend who, who's on the foolproof board, um, David, and he, he we were at a meeting the other day, and he said that actually. He said he said one of the things you're really gifted at is um, seeing seeing how seeing where people are gifted and seeing the opportunities you can call them mm. into. Um, and I guess that's something of what I'm doing with Foolproof. So mm. Foolproof, on one level, it, it frustrates me endlessly that people think we're a theatre company because yeah. we are a theatre company. But actually what I'm trying to do is raise up a generation of, of Christians who'll be in the arts and media. Yeah. So that's the kind of meta thing. People don't always see that. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. I think I'm intuitively quite good at giving people opportunities. Uh-huh. Apparently it serves your own ends, doesn't it? You yeah. need somebody to come and, you know do a performance at something so you find the Naomi Stewart's who are brilliant yeah yeah absolutely. she's getting a lot of name checks by the way yeah, she is getting a lot of name ridiculous. checks it's, yeah it's worrying yeah. so yeah I think intuitively I do it um, I think I think I've recognised so there, there have been there have been a number of key people in my life who have been just that sort of 10 years 20 years ahead mm. of me who have taken time to invest in me so mm. I, I think I'm trying to deliberately do that as well so look yeah. look for people to do that um, I think there's something about I'm not quite sure where I'm going with this, but there is something about the kind of pioneer leadership thing. You need to be a bit brave and just yeah. give things a go, and be okay with the fact that they might fail. And I think if I can, what I'm learning to do is let other people do that because mm. I think I I'm, I'm good at doing that. I'm quite mm. good at doing that myself. I don't like mm. it when things fail, but mm-hmm. do you know what? I, I'm quite brave. Yeah. But I think. I have to learn sometimes to to be okay with give, letting other people have a go at something, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and yeah. I don't put too high an expectation yeah. on that. When I when I first came to faith uh, at Vineyard, um, Jamie Waters used to always say you had to make failure a friend. That's good. And yeah. it's so true. Like yeah. it's just something that that's always stuck with me. Actually, yeah. that we need to be able to take chances. We need to be able to yeah. take, because ultimately, how, how do we grow? Yeah, right. We don't it. grow from loads of success. We grow from when things don't really work out and having yeah. to work it out a little bit. And, yeah. yeah. And I think that's where I think that's where the acting thing comes in for me, actually, because mm. a lot, I think, in my acting training that helps me think about improvising. Mm. Just, you got to just... The principle of improvisation is you say yes. Yeah. So if somebody says something, you you as a character, you don't sure. shut it down. You, you, yeah. you say yes and you give it a go. And there's, there's something, obviously, with wisdom and under God and all the rest mm. of it, but there's something that, that's actually quite a good life principle in that. Yeah. To, to say yes to the opportunities, to, to step into it, mm. to be brave about it, to try doing it a different way. That that would be another acting thing, is you try and keep yeah. it fresh. And I think that, that you can lift that stuff out and, and yeah. apply that into your leadership, yeah. actually. I never, I've never actually thought about that before. Yeah. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, I, I remember... Um, I, I read, I, I was trying to find out, you know, I was trying to improve my preaching. How do you become a better speaker, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the peop- one of the things I thought about was like stand-up comedy. Yeah. They're, they're one oh, they're of the, the few people yeah, that do monologues. They're the, they're and, the prophets you know, in, our, you know, in our generation, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, they are speaking you know, truth. And so I read a few kind of stand-up comedy books about uh-huh. how they prepared. And, all, and it's fascinating, uh-huh. actually, how many of those principles are so applicable to communicate in the gospel yeah. or just communication in general, yeah. do you know? And I think we sometimes write off the arts as being too uh-huh. kind of like, you know, flouncy or over there. Yes. But actually, you know, 
It's about learning, well, that's, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. We, we, when we had our foolproof 10th anniversary thing, mm. um, Alistair Duncan from the from St George's Tron was speaking mm. at it, and he was brilliant. He, he talked about... He kind of gave a whole history of the whole of scripture and mm. story. It was amazing. But he talked about the fact that we often see creativity in the arts as being kind of on the edge and mm. an added extra and a nice thing for the people mm. who like that kind of thing. But actually, it's right at the heart of what this message is. Mm-hmm. So we are storytellers yeah. as human beings. So therefore, finding ways to to tell our story well is, is what it's right yeah. at the heart of how we share what we, yeah. we believe. And it was interesting because there were a number of people there that night who came up to me afterwards and said, that was so affirming of what yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of artists often don't feel that people quite get them. And that's yeah. important because mm-hmm. you've got to sit on the edge because you've got to kind of be able to be quite prophetic, I think, uh-huh. of what you're, yeah. what you're pointing out. You almost out. need to be able to look in and And, and comment, comment. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think it, you do need to feel like you're slightly on the edge. But I think sometimes artists feel so on the edge they just drop off and yeah sometimes they do drop off actually yeah yeah well they're no yeah. longer around yeah. church stuff and you know we lose out as a result uh-huh yeah it's a, yeah it's a it's a really fascinating point i've never actually really mm. thought about it that way but mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's fascinating yeah <laughs> how, did, how did we get there we're Stand talking about comedy. Leaders, yeah, comedy. That's right. yeah. Uh-huh. um yeah. yeah no that's really cool no, i love that interesting yeah it's interesting <laughs> so when we're talking about leadership so you've obviously got these you've got a few different roles so mm-hmm. you've got this pioneering role uh-huh. within like a church plant yeah. essentially yeah um you're leading a, a theater arts yeah movement mm-hmm. um and then you've got this role with the bible society mm-hmm. now you know i love the bible society <laughs> but actually you being there to me is quite a standout statement shake it up yeah like shake it up like yeah that's definitely a little a, bit yeah because yeah. well, they're yeah. quite you know like and no disrespect to them at all they do uh-huh. an amazing thing they've been around for hundreds of years like you know I'm not belittling that yeah. at all but you know you think maybe more traditional yes, fit people do. rather yes, than do. radical pioneer yeah. people yeah. How, did, how does that work yeah I think that's an interesting one isn't it because I think on one level this is a be kind of disclaimer I think I think it's probably less Traditional fix than 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 its reputations sure. suggest. Yeah. So it's you know there's there is a, there's, there's a shift uh-huh. I think has been happening in the last few years at Scottish Bible Society. Um, I think um, yeah. So so, the, so so one of the reasons they've asked me to come in. So, so there's there's kind of three things. To, I'm going to do a podcast. Hello. Because I hear yeah. everyone's doing that. Yeah. Apparently it's a thing. <laughs> Apparently to do at the minute. it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's to help people connect in with this reading plan that yeah. uh, we're going to do. So we're going to interview some people. Yeah. I love Here's that idea. By the way, Stuart Blythe will love that because he's all about reading right. scripture in the streets. And, and, that's one yeah. of my jobs, actually, is to make a big list of people to, to get yeah. into you on that. So, podcast, uh, I'm going to do a fringe show for mm. Edinburgh, which I've done before. I was thinking about doing that. Yeah. We should do it together. Yes! What? Okay, we'll chat off acronym. here. But, uh, acronym. <laughs> acronym in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. We should talk. Yeah, so do a fringe show, which I've, you know, I've done before, so that's a, that's uh-huh. and that's about engaging. Actually, do you know what? The whole world is coming to Edinburgh in August. Yeah. Why are we not doing more with yeah. that? Plus, it's a laugh, right? Plus, it's a laugh, exactly. Yeah. And Jesus would have been there. He would have been at it, exactly. So doing that, and then I'm doing something else. I've not quite got to what this is yet, but it's going to be something that can tour churches, probably thinking about communication, actually. Okay. So probably bringing together a bit of a drama thread, a bit of a speaking scripture out loud, mm. and actually reading well. Sounds very yeah. basic, but just how do you actually yeah. read this stuff? Um yeah, and, and making that available to, to churches, but also slightly wider communities mm. as well, so kind of festivals and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess I've, I've, they've, they've kind of brought me in to, to, to bring, kind of weave some creativity through yeah. the so actually, app stuff. So you are coming in and doing a cre- playing to it's your a, strengths. Playing to my strengths yeah, within yeah. that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I guess the, the app itself, so the Bible 2020 app, the notion of that is that it 
so, so the project is not about the app. The, mm. the problem is people think, oh, it's an app. Yeah. It, the app is just the is the vehicle for for doing totally. something else. But mm. the idea with that is actually it is it is looking to engage a younger mm. um, constituency, I guess, yeah. and really get people excited about the Bible and about the power of Scripture when it's spoken mm-hmm. out yeah. as well. That's what I'm discovering at the moment. So I'm, mm. I'm reading quite a lot of stuff about orality. Okay. I didn't yeah. even know the word. Never yeah. heard the word before. Um, which is that just that thing that 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 we get very fixed on thinking of scripture as something you read mm. but actually it's it's spoken yeah. and and how do those two things come together so we do have it in a fixed form but uh-huh. what does it what does it do when we speak it out yeah. what does it do when we speak it out in community yeah no Sounds i love that I, I, well yeah but but i think there is there's an oral tradition part that we lose out yeah. on and actually there's something beautiful about when you read the scripture like a play yeah you know, yes. and and actually, I think John Drain. Um, I could be wrong. I might be misquoting this completely, but John Drain spoke about the Book of John actually uh-huh. being something that you could almost like just run as a like as a as a piece, like oh, a theatre piece. Yeah. Do you know? Because like um, Bruce Coon. Have you ever heard heard Bruce no, Coon? No. So he's a he's a Canadian who um, he's learned the whole. Of it. I think it's John's Gospel. Learned, he's, he's certainly learned. He's learned. He's learned chunks of the Bible. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's John's gospel. I think he might also have done mm. Luke. Um, so he, but he, he basically will just stand on a stage and he will, he will recite the book, and it's wow. so engaging. Yeah, so engaging. So I remember when I first saw him do it. It, it was John Four. So it was the woman uh-huh. at the well, and he just, you know, that point where Jesus is talking and, and she says, "Oh, I see you're a prophet." Mm. So he says, "Oh, you've had, you've had five husbands." And she, yeah. "Oh, I see you're a prophet." Mm. Just the way he told that. Yeah. You suddenly think this is really funny. Yeah. This is really funny. Yeah. Do you know? I mean, it's deadly serious, but but you know, Jesus is getting right in there. Yeah. Into I mean, the heart of her story. But, but, but we do that when we read it normally, page, it. right? So like, mm-hmm. we read a book. Like, I have a daughter. I read her a story. Mm-hmm. You know, and you put on a voice. You and know, it comes alive. And Dumbledore does not sound like Dumbledore when I read it. Do you know? It's a different thing. Yeah. Um, but actually, why do we not do that with uh, the Bible? Yeah, do you know? Or, exactly. You know, I think there's I think there's an element where we actually need to have a bit of respect. Of course, and, and that's right. It, it's know. not it's not just something to be. It, uh, but I do think there's either. so much humour yep. in the Bible. Yep. There's so many things just that we depth look at. Yeah. Of things that you don't get unless you hear. Mm. You know, because yeah. when you hear, I think you picture. I mean, yeah. it's interesting to think about things like podcasts and radio and how they and audiobooks. That's that stuff's mm. really taken off. Uh-huh. Which is not what they said would happen. Yeah, absolutely. With you know, with the, the growth of technology, so it's, it there is something about when when something comes in through our ears, we actually we, we picture it more. Yeah. Than if we're seeing it. Yeah, I, I like the phrase "break out your imagination crayons." Oh, that's good. Yeah. Because actually, that yeah. when you, when you're hearing things, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. You get to interpret it, mm-hmm. don't you? Do you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think there are so many people like I think there are so many people who have amazing imaginations. Yeah. And I think especially in Scotland, we're really blessed yeah. that we're a nation of storytellers, yeah. do you know? And there's there's something in the psyche about telling a great story yeah. and, yeah. you know, yeah. but it has to be live, yeah. right? Yeah, and I, and there's such there's such a kind of, there's a difference, isn't it? So we are storytellers and we're brilliant at it, but at the same time, we've got this huge poverty of imagination, uh-huh. you know, of, of imaginative ambition. Yeah. So the number of people I meet who say, well, I'm not creative. Yeah. That's what's Virtually blasphemous, isn't it? Yeah. To say that, of course you're creative. You yeah. made the image of a creator. God, oh, I never thought about that. Or you know, oh, I'm not very good at. I, I couldn't ever. Yeah. Do you know? And we, we squash that imaginative uh-huh. potential. Yeah, but but I think we also have to define what creative means. Yes. So for example, you know the ra- the rise of YouTubers. 
for example, some of the most creative people on the planet uh-huh. making little videos, like, you know, making little bits of content, yeah. you know, um, or, or content creators, as yeah, they call them. Yeah, you know, yeah. there is something about how do we define what a creative is? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. So I think traditionally absolutely. it was on a stage, yes. singing a song, writing a song. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and very fixed yeah. in its. Yeah, but, that's but right. But even the people that sit like so, you know, people that do sound uh, events and mm-hmm. things, you know, that's a creative expression. Yeah. Do yeah. You know? Web designers, app developers, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. Incredibly creative. I know. Yeah. I know in sciences as well. That's it. Because mm. we tend to think of it in the arts, don't we? But uh-huh. and I think we, we do restrict creativity to being a very fixed. Yeah number of art forms but you know engineers scientists yeah absolutely because you look at some of the more modern buildings bridges like yeah. you, you just kind of you know, take the 430 bridge like yeah that's a stunning piece of work yeah that's right you know? that's right exactly. and, and actually that was a creative solution yeah that's it yeah you know absolutely and, yeah absolutely yeah i know and i think yeah but you're right about the imagination thing about the, the what was it release your imagination crayons yeah break that's out your imagination, break out your imagination crayons. i pretty much say it every day i love, love it. that yeah that's really good i know and just allow God to infuse that as well, isn't it? Yes. Because I think we're a bit fearful of it. I, I, I think we're fearful of imagination. And I think when we're... And I get this, I get this, but I think when we're from an evangelical background in particular, you know, we, we are a bit fearful of, of where that could take us. Mm. Um, but there is something about the redeemed imagination, isn't there? That, that God will take this this thing and, uh, yeah, yeah, build his his kingdom through it really and God says we'll do infinitely well Jesus says we'll do infinitely more than him do you know yeah but like I've spent many years trying to walk on water but I've not tried to fly do you know that would be more than walking on water right you could do it right now well, you give it a go. That do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, A and E probably don't want to see me again. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, but like you know, but there is a little bit of like where do, where does our imagination stop and and why do we play it safe? Yeah, you know, wh- yeah. or why do we always play yes, it safe? Yes, that's right. Do you know, why do you think it is? I I don't know, because like I. M- I'm, a, I'm the same as you. I'm like, I'm risk adverse. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's give it a go. Just What's the worst it. that could happen? Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Even, you yeah. know, the worst thing that's something that's going to happen is you're going to spend some money, you're going to hurt yourself, mm-hmm. you know, heaven you forbid die. you hurt then, other then people. It's, then, it's a, then it's a win. It's a well, cool win. Right. Do you know, well, yeah, <laughs> come on. Do you know, like, maybe not intentionally <laughs> you do it. Right. But, um, you know, but you just kind of think, why, why do we not take uh-huh. risks? You know, and we say things like, oh, we'll, we'll play a long game. You will take our yes. time. Yeah. But actually, for me, the gospel's urgent. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? it's true. Do you know, like, it's actually, true. you know, I'm not getting any younger, and I, I want to tell as many people as I yeah. can, and also, you know, what if God comes back tomorrow? Yeah, and I've not said. I know, absolutely. I think that's right. I, I suppose the one caveat I'd put to that is 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 the damage it causes when people don't read the culture. Sure. And go in with, with something that is an old model or just unhelpful, just not thinking about the, the yeah. kind of pastoral realities. That, yeah. you know. I, so I, I get that. I couldn't but agree more. Yeah, but yeah. But you're right. It, yeah, there, there's an urgency. And I, I think as well, I think we completely underestimate how um, how much people are actually longing for connection. Uh-huh. Do you know? So we did, Missionary Community, we did a night the other night in a, in a cafe and we got uh, Les Waste Laura, so mm. Laura Young, who's working for Tear Fund at the moment, but she's, you know, an Instagram influencer mm. and all the rest of it on plastic free living. And we just set up a little event in a local cafe. We said Les Waste Laura was coming. She'd come and give some tips about yeah. how to reduce your plastic use. And we had about 75 people Why? in the cafe. Now, they weren't there to hear a gospel presentation, ah. right? And, and we were, you know, this, we were clear that that was mm. what we were doing. We weren't, we weren't mm. there to kind of hit them on the head with a mm. Bible at the end of it. But, but there are people who are 
really keen to think about their mm. plastic use, to think about the environment. Mm. You know, why do we sort of so, and that's an obvious example, isn't it? But we so often kind of say, well, that that's that's that thing that people are interested in there. Yeah. Rather than saying, well, what is the, what's the kingdom value that's going on there? What is it that God's put in those people yeah. that makes them love this planet, makes them want to make a difference, makes them want yeah. to take responsibility? How do we then make connection with those people? You know, uh-huh. it's, it's just reading the culture, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. No, and it's simple. Yeah, so simple. And it's the same when you start having conversations with people. You discover, yeah. you know, as long as you're not kind of coming in dogmatic, yeah. people want to talk about prayer. They want to talk about God. They want to yeah. talk about yeah. death. I, but I think the thing is they want to talk about it. They don't want to fight about it. Uh-huh. They just want a discussion. Yeah. And actually, I'm down with that. Yeah. Like, let's chat. Yeah. Like, by all means, like... I want to hear. I equally want to hear what you have to say. Yes. As much as tell you what I think. Yeah. Do you know? And how did Jesus work? How did Paul work? They, they asked questions, didn't they? Yeah, totally. Philip and the and the Ethiopian. He, he asked a question, and mm. it. Yeah. And I think that's about trust, isn't it? It's about yeah. trust in what the Holy Spirit's already doing. Yeah. Do you know? I think if we think it all sits on us and on me knowing a whole lot mm. of stuff that I I have to get across mm. to a person, we're completely uh, lacking in trust that, yeah, that actually God goes ahead of us. There's prevent grace. There's 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 that sense that that if I just walk, tuned into what he's doing day yeah. by day. Well, Lord, where would you who would you have me speak to today? Yeah, you know that's when those little conversations happen in the queue at the bank. Or yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we've run out of time, <laughs> and I could we could talk all day, and we probably will. Um, but it's been so great having you, Fiona. Thank, Thank you. you. I don't know how much leadership we really talked I about, don't know. but we talked about a lot <laughs> of stuff. Right. Um, and uh, be yeah. brave, be funny. Yeah, and you must check into acronym when you see it going live. <laughs> Um, mate, thank you so much for taking time to hang out with us today. And uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. Thanks, Des. That's Cheers, really encouraging. Pal. Thank oh, you. Come on. Amen. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <Steve>. Bye. <laughs>